and a report last year by the National Academies of Science found the brain injuries were most likely caused by pulsed microwave energy, which former CIA director Leon Panetta says is a serious threat. That kind of technology uh, is very real uh, and it can threaten people, not by bullets, simply by using the capabilities to send uh, send a wave into into an embassy. What's made this so tough to solve is the fact that the symptoms the Americans are reporting are so vague. Things like nausea, hearing loss, and problems with balance and memory. Many reported hearing this sound before falling ill. Hello, 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 friends. Uh, we're back again, me, Matt, and Felix, with a, uh, a regular episode after our week of all-star guest appearances on the show. One of the strongest one we've ever done. But you know what? Um, the news and current events, they march on with or without us. So, fellas, how you been? Um, I'm back from my odyssey. You just, you just started one. Yeah. No, I've been through a lot. What is that uh, with the Blagojevich hair helmet in person? What is that? What is he that honestly? Like? He honestly, like I said it on the episode, he looks like amazing. <laughs> you know the thing that you like people get when they age, uh, the Garfield line. I call it. No, <laughs> women who don't know anything about beauty call it smile lines. That's oh, okay. fucking stupid because even people who don't smile get it. But I call it the Garfield line. It's the two lines on the side of the mouth that are sort of yeah run diagonal. He doesn't like he barely has those and he's like 60. Um his his hair looks amazing. It's gray now, like it's solidly gray, but like hairline-wise and everything it looks good. Um he I think like the okay, like people may get mad at me for this. But if you're like 50, one of the best things you can do for your health is to go to federal prison for years. <laughs> no, I'm not saying this is the case if you're young it's the opposite it's very bad for your health if you're under 50 going for 20 years bad for you it's like i mean like i don't know i don't know like um bernie madoff looked good before he died i will say that <laughs> abolitionists blown the fuck out well i'm not even saying i'm not saying like oh that's why we should keep prison but like <laughs> i am <laughs> i want i want older uh kings to thrive in any way possible i mean really just like son you know, like sun is the worst thing. It's the worst thing for skin. That's true. If you're white. Yeah. A uh, slight, um, we're going to do a slight uh, correction uh, based on my uh, interview with India Walton. I, I pressed her on the possibility of declaring an every time I die day in Buffalo, unaware of the fact that the city of Buffalo has already declared an every time yeah. I die day. So apologies for that. But I will be lobbying hard for an every time I die week because I think those boys deserve it. No, I agree with that. Well, gentlemen, I know where I'd like to start today because, um, uh, because you know, like, uh, we had we had a, a brief period of um feeling good about the news after the uh, the Biden Afghanistan pullout, but you know, uh, right back reverting to form. Everything sucks. Everything's horrible. And I would just like to start uh, today's episode with what I think is absolutely the most uh, telling. And a uh, perfect encapsulation of everything about American politics and uh, what it is and stands for. I will just begin here. Headline, New York Times. The House passes a bill to provide care for U.S. officials suffering from Havana syndrome. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't know if you've been following it this week, but it's just basically like uh, the Democrats announced today that they're open to means testing virtually everything in the reconciliation budget bill that's... um good or worthwhile so like that's just basically going to get whittled away to nothing um but wouldn't you know it last week the havana syndrome relief act passed both the house and senate without a single no vote yeah no this is um i do i do think it's like narratively interesting that they're getting a disease a psychic disease like a disease that they're clearly just they're imagining this. yeah this is clearly just this is like college educated people who like feel bad about what they do, but yep. will never like directly confront it. And they're so their bodies are like killing them. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that's like a bad thing. It's, it's not. 
but um, they instantly get it. And really the only way, because, you know, with everything else going on, the dental expansion for seniors in Medicare, they already scrapped fucking vision, but uh, that is not going to be implemented in eight years. So my advice to everyone who's struggling is we need to campaign for something like a a life of others type setup where we're all working for the CIA. Because <laughs> you can just, apparently you could just say whatever. I mean, yeah. like I have a, ha- I have a hangover. They tried to kill me. I feel that like I, I on some level think I'd like deserve to die. Like I should kill myself every day and I'm right. And it gave me a headache. I mean, like yeah. you need to give me more health care. Okay. I would be down with, with treating, uh, the Havana syndrome for these people, they can have uh, just a ration of vodka every day. Do handle your guilt the way that the old school CIA guys did. Just drink yourself into oblivion and, and convince yourself that your wife is a spy. Yeah, this is I'm sorry. This is such a fucking insult to every human being who's alive on the planet. It's like the, <laughs> yes. the, 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 the time in which this bill was written to being passed and on Joe Biden's desk was probably 12 hours to cover the health problems caused by a completely imaginary make-believe illness suffered by suffered by at most 12 people. And if it was real, if there was a sonic ray that was like giving them diarrhea, like good. Yeah. No one deserves it more. These people are demons anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just like the, uh, every single Utterly insufficient, meager, threadbare measure to provide health care for anyone or reduce the price of prescription drugs by like a nickel has been shit canned from this bill from like Democratic senators who got, I don't know, $5,000 from a pharmaceutical company for their uh, reelection campaign. That's how much it costs. And uh, okay, I just want to read from the New York Times here. It says, the House unanimously passed a bill Tuesday authorizing additional support, additional support for U.S. officials who were injured in a series of mysterious episodes that caused traumatic brain injuries. <laughs> I mean, do they have, have, have a, has a doctor confirmed any of these traumatic brain injuries? Wouldn't that show up on like a fucking CAT scan or something? Uh, the Senate first passed the legislation pu- pushed by Senator Susan Collins, Republican of Maine, on June 7th. Because the House voted on that version of the bill, it will now go to President Biden to sign. Passage comes after a number of incidents continues to grow. A CIA officer traveling in India with William J. Burns, the agency director, was injured earlier this month, exhibiting symptoms of the so-called Havana Syndrome. The incidents could be attacked by hostile intelligence services, but the United States has not drawn a conclusion about what the precise cause is and who is responsible. I mean, if only we were able to draw precise conclusions about why Americans are dying from lack of medical care, maybe we could pass a fucking bill on that. But no, it's uh, just, yeah, uh, the CIA director had a tummy ache on a recent trip to India. And like I said, not a single no vote on the Havana syndrome yep. relief bill. Not a single no vote. Way to fight the deep state. Not even not even Thomas Massey, who did only only Republican to uh vote against the Iron Dome thing. Even he's like they need this. Um <laughs> this is important. It says here, I mean, what is it even going to be? What is this what is this money going to go to? I I, th- I mean like I'm I'm coming around. I I believe that like okay, yeah, that's a good question. Like what what exactly is this relief going to go to? Uh, an adult Montessori. School. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's I mean, the only thing you could do for this for like an imaginary state, like a, a like a, a yarn ball room. I, I I think that the Havana syndrome and efforts to combat it are basically just like like a double blind effort by various factions within the intelligence community and deep state to just shift money around yeah. in, in different ways to like do other things and just that consolidate or gonna, power. Uh, in other give ways. everybody in the CIA a Kong filled with peanut butter and Valium. Uh, i do feel like i do feel like maybe the way this started is like one guy just wanted to get like codeine cough syrup he wanted to get like perk 30s like opana something they don't make anymore and was like oh i i i've been hit by a psychic attack and then it just like got out of hand because everyone else wanted attention uh, it says here, official officials believe that more than two hundred people. Wow! Oh, wow! We, so this is it. We we've given healthcare to two hundred people in America. Awesome. 
Uh, 200 people could have been injured in episodes. While microwave devices or other directed energy equipment are a possible cause, administration and congressional officials have not determined the source of the injuries, which were first observed in Cuba and have have come to be known as Havana Syndrome. Check this out. The number is going up all the time, said Representative (laughs) Adam Schiff. (laughs) No way. The number is going up all the time, said Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat of California and chairman of the House Intelligence Committee in an interview this summer. Uh, From the descriptions that I've heard firsthand from some of the victims, they seem quite purposeful, quite deliberate, and very specific, Mr. Schiff said. And that's suggestive of a foreign bad actor Foreign bad actor. Are we talking the FSB or Roberto Benini, folks? <laughs> yeah, the cases are skyrocketing. 200 Americans desperately need this relief. And you know what? If people in America are suffering and need medical care or they just need help, like our government will fucking make that happen. They, yeah. will, move, they will move heaven and earth to just get it done. But Has I mean, anyone like, been hospitalized for this? <laughs> I don't know, because you'd think if they'd been hospitalized, you could, like, measure the effects of this disease on their... They could actually show the brain injuries that these people are claiming to have. It would rule, though, to be a CIA scumbag, uh, go on a a foreign mission, come home with, like, fucking uh, sores all over your dick and tell your wife you got uh, hit with a ray gun (laughs) and then get the government to pay for your fucking Valtrex. (laughs) <laughs> look, look, they put all these microchips in my pubic hairs. <laughs> they have little legs on them. <laughs> look at all these nanobugs crawling all over me. <laughs> look, look, this thing right above my lip, that's where they injected me with a surveillance device. Yeah, no, this is like the uh this is like the deep state version of like everyone who's like I just want everyone to know uh immediately after getting the vaccine, my dick turned small and impotent. I want to be clear. Yeah. It was right after getting the vaccine. Dick does not work anymore. I do like that um, everyone now has like an illness to fake. Because like if you're if you're like a if you're like a conservative woman, you can pretend to get the vaccine and be like, oh, I, I can't stop doing the monster man. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love i need a go fund me i love those shaking videos i love They're the awesome. seizure videos because it's so funny. it's like why is this why is this vaccine side effect only found among women of a certain age where are the fellas where are the fellows out there doing the harlem shake because they got a vaccine it seems to only affect women of the marjorie taylor green variety women who have been kicked out of everywhere that's a very strange medical consequence of it but like if you're if you're liberal you have this yeah and everyone has to like feel bad for you oh man uh the other thing I love about the seizure TikTok videos is they're like, this started happening immediately after getting the vaccine. Like, like <laughs> medical side effects happen the second you fucking get it, take something. Like, I, I wish it worked that stop way. Shaking. <laughs> I mean, like, listeners, I'm shaking. <laughs> those, video, those videos are cool. Oh, I, I saw love, one of those I, women. They roll. That market's hot as fuck right now because I saw, like, one of them like wasn't even like attractive in any way, and she lives in a country with universal health care and still got a GoFundMe for forty k. <laughs> like, that dude, dude if you want to buy a Hellcat, do this. That is like, so sweet. Yeah. So yeah, um, it says uh, for far too many Havana syndrome victims have had to <laughs> far too many Havana syndrome victims have had to battle the bureaucracy to receive care for their debilitating injuries. She said in a statement. Uh, by the way, uh, if you need insulin as an American, um, you're shit out of luck. Uh, the, the the bureaucracies that govern uh, the fact that an insulin dose costs seven hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. We're not going to do anything about that. But you know, let's talk about you know the unseen, the silent victims of Havana syndrome. For the this, that is one of the most upsetting things about this. like these people already have health care. Yes. Like they're decently paid government employees on the federal yeah, but level. They need, like, the, they, the doctors, though, oppress them by asking them for any evidence that anything is wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why no one's, like, been fucking hospitalized for this. This is a- Or else there would be, if there was any person, if there was any doctor in the fucking world who is like, you need to be in the ICU for this, there would be video of it plastered everywhere. But no one, not even, like, not even like I'm, you know, there are doctors who are probably like mob doctors for the CIA. Even they're like, you, what are you talking about? Like you're hungover. Shut up. Uh, this is Susan Collins talking, by the way. She says, for those victims, the Havana Act will ensure 
they receive the financial and medical support that they deserve. Um, they, they deserve no financial or medical support at all from anyone. No, they not. should actually be in prison <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to look better. They got exposed <laughs> to too much sun in Havana. Uh, That's their because problem. It also affirms our commitment to making sure that our government finds out who is responsible. And then just at the end here, like this, 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 this last quote sums everything up from this uh, New York Times article. It says here, uh, this is Mr. Schiff talking. He says, we want to make sure that everybody that's been impacted by these anomalous incidents gets the health care that they need, he said. So we want it to be broadly interpreted. These same fucking cocksuckers are, are, are blocking any health care for anyone who's not in the CIA. Any real medical problem that like uh, people are people are dying of fucking insulin shock because they like because uh, they just because Joe Manchin's daughter colluded to jack up the price. Are we going to do anything about that? Nope. We're going to make sure we're going to craft the broadest, most generous health care bill imaginable for the imaginary ailments of 20 people. Lanyard Morgellons. Fucking hey. Jesus Christ. They're dabbing on us. That's all there is I mean, to be said. That is that is the thing. Like in reality, this is like another victory by the CIA because they get to like just ever like they get to make up an illness and get money for it. But if this is going how they say it is, the CIA is taking like no rings lately. They can't even make the playoffs. <laughs> Serves rolling into Kosovo, Afghanistan. They can't they can't knock over Maduro. They can't knock over Mossad. Zero rings. They need a super team to win. They're all crippled with a mysterious sound wave injury that even the greatest surveillance network in the history of humanity, unimaginable 50 years ago, cannot, we can't even tell us what it is. If only we could get to the bottom of who's behind um, the, the cost of prescription drugs or health insurance in this, in this country. Is there a way to figure that out? That is, I think, the same thing with this. Because, like, this is obviously bullshit. We're never going to find out who did this because no one was doing well, yeah, anything. Exactly. No. It's not but real. it's, like, the same thing. It's the same thing, I think, with, like, January 6th or, like, supposed Russian collusion. Okay, why did we need the NSA that bad then? Yeah. It, it, seem, it seems like there are always balls getting into the goal. Seems like there are always these unfor, uh, 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 just un, uh, unforecastable circumstances that happen. And with this, we don't even know who would be doing it. What what are we what are we doing here? Well, yeah, that's uh, that's the Havana Syndrome Act, um, soon to be passed into law. Like I said, um, it took them about thirty minutes to do that. Um, everything else is just as we'll talk about shortly, just an intractable, impossible negotiation where everyone is pretending to be like, oh, like, you know, oh, we're, we're holding out for something better or whatever. We just have to, we just have to strip away, like, just, just a little bit more. Got a means test just a little bit more because, you know, got to be practical here. But uh, the next thing I want to talk about just in terms of um, just ludicrously dabbing on everyone, just, just like, in every, just dancing in the end zone is... Uh, the shit that happened last week, uh, as it relates to um, those thousands of Haitian refugees, like Haitian climate refugees, penned in in a fucking cage underneath a highway in Texas, and then of course the uh, the images of you know uh, men on horseback riding them down, like you know like animals, um, just like terrified fleeing migrants, and then I'm talking about Jen Psaki and the White House's response to this, folks. Call her Q Lazarus because she's saying goodbye horses. I mean, this this is like it, it, it's hack. Like this is why it's like I, it it feel it's it's so cliche to even bring up because it's like this this could not have happened. Like this is like to the perfect fantasy of like the easiest joke you could have made when Biden became president about what every liberal would do about kids in cages is that Jen Psaki gets out there and she says yes. We've, so, we've seen the same images you have. They are horrible. They are not who we are. We hear you, and we are responding to this. So we just want to be clear. We will not be using horses to do this anymore. The no, guy, hor- uh, no, hor- no more horses. We're just going to get some Boston Dynamics robots with Gatling guns. 
the the men with guns and cowboy hats and the thousands of like you know terrified families cuddling under a highway they're still going to be there but you won't have to see images of guys on horseback uh, yeah you want your tummy doesn't have to hurt about it and i saw a um i saw a former bernie employee uh speculate that border patrol ramped up the cruelty to make biden look bad because they're (laughs) pro-trump how did we lose I mean, the thing is that they, they probably are going beyond their remit because, yeah, the job is filled by psychos. It's a psycho job that you'd have to be a psycho to want to do. So, of course, they're yeah. going to act like psychos. But that's the job that is always that is built in. That job is bipartisan. That job is not subject to debate. A militarized border rounding up massive numbers of, of refugees, refusing to let them into the country. That is not anything that any of us get to vote on. What we get to do instead is pick a fantasy narrative about it that makes us feel good depending on our cultural uh, preferences. So like MAGA people thought that uh, Trump was getting tough on the border and now Biden is doing uh, just absolute open borders, but nothing has actually changed. And uh, all the liberals were horrified by Trump's concentration camps and now are making excuses and saying, actually, those are technically reins, not whips. It's the same goddamn thing. It cannot change. All you can do is just fucking pick up a pennant and then tell yourself something to either get angry uh, or uh, uh, satisfied. Either way, you're having a good time. But you yeah, sure shit is- aren't addressing any of the actual uh, political questions because those are not uh, debatable. I don't care if it's like Tom Tancredo or Joe Biden or really AOC for that matter. Everyone is making the exact same fucking calculation, which is we need a certain percentage of these people to flow in to do extremely low cost labor it's the only thing only way we can like keep this going but like too many people too many like people get upset if they see too many of them so we have to like a certain percentage of them have to be absolutely brutalized especially those coming from countries that we are actively ruining that we are actively fucking destroying and the fact that everyone makes the exact same calculation with this thing and the idea that like you could have someone who is enthusiastic enough to want to do this job but there's like a nice version of that person is fucking hilarious. Well, I mean, like as it regards the the question of horses, I mean, the other thing that Jen Psaki said that was absolutely spectacular was she was like, again, speaking of the images and how upsetting they are, not the actual thing itself. She's like, she said, I cannot imagine a single scenario under which doing something like that would be justified. And I'm like, oh, you mean other than the scenario that is your policy, that your fucking administration, that you're a mouthpiece of, is literally carrying out? Like, that, that's... And, and then, like, Matt, like, to what you're talking about is just, like, it's the same policy, but it's just, like, it's a question of, like, how bad you feel about it coming at which angle. And, uh, you know, a lot of this was justified by saying, like, oh, we, Jen Psaki herself was like, oh, well, we can't let them into the country because of COVID, <laughs> which is literally the uh, right-wing canard about how illegal immigrants are spreading disease and COVID, but they're like, oh no, we're, we're protecting them from COVID. Or, you know, like, look, it's, it's just the rules, okay? We got to protect everyone. We got to keep them safe from this pandemic. Well, it's like, I don't know, you could just like give them a test or the vaccine that we have plenty of in this country. Yeah, what was the point of us like getting all the vaccines in the fucking world? <laughs> yeah. How much would it cost to just give that to them? And the fact that these are Haitian refugees, I mean, this is like, you know, uh, you know, this is a harbinger of things to come. This is like a pure climate refugee thing. I mean, not pure climate because like we fucked Haiti over in a billion other ways, including the recent presidential assassination <laughs> and coup that, that was carried out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like the, the horrible ravages of, you know, hurricanes and natural disaster. Like, I mean, Haiti is like, I mean, like, what, what would you do if you were in that country? What the fuck would you do? And then they just like you get like shoved under a fucking freeway in Texas. And then and then oh and then Jen Psaki feels so bad. She feels so bad that the images of, of you being, you know, hunted down like a dog um uh is upsetting. It's, it's upsetting to Biden voters. But not upsetting enough. Yeah, no. I mean like No, they'll, they'll, they'll this week no one they'll they won't think about it. Yeah, what's upsetting to them is that it it makes Biden it makes the Democrats and Biden look bad. Right. Yeah. That's what they upsetting get owned. To them. It, they're, because they're, now, they're, now on they're, Facebook, their their uh, their asshole uh, uncle or something owns them because of it. But they're old. Shouldn't they have like some memory? Shouldn't they remember like 2012 when Obama sounded like Trump talking about this shit? Yeah, but he was cool doing it, and he was doing yeah. it for the right reasons. And you didn't understand the 12th dimensional chess. We 
it is not emphasized enough that like the QAnon mindset was pioneered under the Obama. Like it was liberals under Obama who first started making a entertainment out of creating mind palaces where Barack Obama was their best friend and they were strategizing together about how to bring about uh, a utopia and how everything that he actually did was in some inscrutable hidden way contributing to that. Well, as you think of the people who are like literally getting run down by fucking horses, terrified, huddling with their families, uh, think about how the people who did that to their country, who are in many ways forced them out of their country for what they've done to Haiti over generations. Those people now get to say that they need uh, to keep their jobs, but get a federal disability stipend and extra doctors because they have headaches. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I mean, uh, Matt, you're, the, the fear of getting owned, uh, that leads perfectly into the, uh, the next bit of news that uh, I, I noticed for today's episode. Um, that is basically a, uh, a, a New York Times article that basically is about how basically only Trump supporters are dying of COVID at the moment. And like, <laughs> but listen to this. Uh, it says here... Um, uh, since Delta began circulating widely in the U.S., COVID ex has exacted a horrific death toll on red America. In counties where Donald Trump received at least 70% of the vote, the virus has killed 47 out of every 100,000 people since the end of June. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, uh, and like, yeah, like, no, I mean, like, this is about, like, looking at the data now about how, like, just the, the, the a huge gap in vaccination, like, more than, more than race, class, gender, like, any of those things, is just about who you voted for. Or not so much who you voted for, but whether you live in an area that is, like, super, super Trump-supporting. Because, like, even in red states, like, counties that are less red have higher vaccination rates and less COVID deaths. Yeah, like, the fucking herd immunity thing actually happens. Yeah, like the it, vaccine like, is a fucking thing that does a thing, you know. In the article, it talks yeah, about it how in New England it doesn't eliminate it doesn't eliminate tr transmission, but it brings it down rapidly. Yeah. Like, just I mean, the article points to like New England as an example of like the vaccination rates are so high that herd immunity has effectively been achieved already. And uh, I mean, the, the thing I want to talk about in this article is that it brings up um, like sort of as an explanation for why this is the case, which which is like. Which is, you know, it, it surpasses it almost like it, it surpasses like actual politics in a way, and it becomes into the realm of like pure identity politics and culture, but at the expense of like literally. And people are speculating that this might have an impact on the midterm elections, in that <laughs> like, in that like the voters that are most wedded to the Republican Party and most motivated to vote against Democrats are self-selecting their own deaths at a astonishingly rapid rate because of the, because they don't want to be owned. And the article brings up what I thought was one of the uh, more fascinating and true articles uh, written recently. It's uh, the, the, did you see that thing by John Nolte at Breitbart? Yes. Where, where he yeah. was basically like that. I got to give him credit for yeah, just I, uh, trying to, cause yeah, he's, he's like trying. realistic enough to know that this is an actual issue, but yeah. he knows that he can't just, he has, he has to accept the premise uh, and 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 find a way to jujitsu the resentment to trick these people into getting vaccines. I, so I like, was impressed. So like, yeah, John Nolte. Like, I mean, his argument is that like he 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 wants Breitbart readers and he wants people like you know who, uh, you know, uh, fully imbibe right wing media and like every and you know he believes the exact same thing that they do. But he's just looked at the statistics and found out that in 2021, 99% of everyone who is currently dying of COVID is unvaccinated. Like you can, you can throw out every other statistic about, oh, how effective is the vaccine? Oh, oh how, are there still breakout infections? Or what about the side effects or whatever? It's like if you were in the hospital gasping out your last breath because of COVID, it is, it is totally avoidable. Like This is totally unnecessary like mass death is what we're talking about here. But he can't really, he has to find a way to, so like essentially he says, what he says in this article is that all efforts by the Biden administration, public health officials, celebrities to encourage people to get vaccinated are a massive attempt to use reverse psychology to kill as many Trump supporters as possible. <laughs> and what I love about that is like that kind of literal reverse psychology is only used on and is effective on children exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. That, like that, I mean, like I was saying, like I'm not saying reverse psychology is a real phenomenon, but that like that literal thing would just be like, oh, well, yeah. How about you don't eat your vegetables? Like you know, like 
so I mean, let's see what he says here. Um, uh, in an article this month for Breitbart, the right wing website formerly run by Steve Bannon, John Nolte argued that partisan gap in vaccination rates was part of a liberal plot. Liberals like Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Anthony Fauci, and Howard Stern. <laughs> I like that. I like that Howard Stern is just thrown in there too. Have tried to, so hard to persuade people to get vaccinated because they know that Republican voters will do the opposite of whatever they say. <laughs> uh, his argument is certainly bizarre, given that Democratic politicians have been imploring all Americans to get vaccinated, and many Republican politicians have not. But Nolte did offer a glimpse at a creeping political fear among some Republicans. Right now, a countless number of Trump supporters believe they are owning the left by refusing to take a life-saving vaccine, Nolte wrote. In a country where elections are decided on razor-thin margins, does it not benefit one side if their opponents simply drop dead? I mean, he's, it's flawless logic. And, and as a way to try to get these people to still be Breitbart readers in two months and not be fucking corpses. <laughs> it's about as good as you can do with it. But, uh, you know, he had, so he has to have this frame of the resentment frame of like, you're owning them by getting the vaccine, but he is pointing to a fundamental reality, which is, I don't think that these guys are doing this, that the libs and shit are, are trying to kill Trump supporters. They're trying to get this relatively over with so we can get back to making money and, and, and having people, do all the bullshit jobs that they need to do all the time to keep this fucking rickety ass uh, uh, collection of Ponzi schemes called an economy going. Uh, But everything they do does get absorbed as the opposite. It is the don't put salt in your eyes sketch from uh, kids in the hall. Never, never put salt in your eyes. Put salt in your eyes. Always put salt in your eyes. They, They are radically alienated from all these institutions, from the Democratic Party, from the government broadly construed from the scientific establishment, from the media establishment, from celebrities, any one thing that they say, anything that they hear from them, they're going to take uh, as a de- command, as a demand to uh, submit to their regime, which is the, and their entire politics are, are predicated on resisting that. So there is nothing uh, that the libs or uh, people who think they're part of a disinterested political or medical or media establishment can do to convince them Uh, and watching like the way that the anti-vax phenomenon is played out here and abroad too is it really is indicative of how captured all politics is by the parties and by the basis of the two parties and how like no matter what kind of real questions you can have no matter what kind of like authentic uh, alienation from things like, you know, the medical establishment you might have from living in this country and observing how things work. It can only ever be that feeling, that frustration, that alienation can only ever really end up being funneled into one or another side of a culture war argument. And that, so when the vaccine comes, no matter how sincere your alienation from a uh, medical establishment in this country that has absolutely no interest in seeing anybody uh, get better, just wants to make money. And then all of a sudden show up and say, Hey, here's this uh, free vaccine for you. You've never been able to get any medical care in your entire life for free. Here's something free for you. And it's for your own good that I think that there's a reason a lot of people feel that see that and are suspicious of it, but all they can end up doing is being brought into the draft of a larger movement that has nothing to do with a critique of America's for-profit health system. It is a petty bourgeois temper tantrum by, by people who have fetishized an idea of their own freedom that is totally narcissistic and also largely uh, fraudulent. Like they don't have any fucking freedom. We don't have any real fucking freedom in this country, but you can decide not to take the vaccine. And that, 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 becomes in your heart the thing that proves that you actually still do have it. And so the an entire political movement orients around this single decision that has nothing to do with the efficacy of the vaccine. Nobody fucking knows. You know, you're not a fucking doctor. You're just another asshole like the rest of us. You, you would not apply the same level of scrutiny uh, of, of skepticism to any other uh, medical question if it didn't have all of this political shit wrapped up in it and all of the partisan shit wrapped up into it. And so all of the real alienation from America's criminal institutions of capital exploitation 
can only be end up being manifested as being a junior partner of a movement of just giant fucking babies who are at demanding uh, the right to just get uh, to own the libs by choking to death. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's it, it's a bad joke that like the measure of your, um, uh, you know, sort of that, that you are unbowed, unbent, unbroken is the will is the extent to which you are willing to risk needlessly suffering and dying. And I need to I must stress the needless part of all of this. No. Yeah, we like I think like some of the, some of the shit like the radio host stuff is morbidly funny, but I, I really don't want anyone to die from this. Uh, regardless of, I think many of them do want to die. I oh think yeah, that's an under underrated part of American life, just wanting to fucking die. Uh, but I yeah, morbidly funny. I find it morbidly funny when like like one fat six year old's friend will die, and he'll be like, oh well, like he he like he was fat, he never exercised, and the guy saying that's also like incredibly fat, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bad health, like has diabetes. It is no, it's 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 amazing. Like you can. After that, there's nothing you can do. If like your fr- like four of your friends die and they have the exact same health profile as you, and also didn't get the vaccine, and you're like, oh, that's the uh, like he didn't. I've done, I did jumping jacks in 2000. I'm different though. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's how Americans yeah. put up with all this shit. Is is yeah. that is that they always think that they're that 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 they are going to be spared the worst that America can dish out because they're different. Yeah. And uh, at, at the end of this, the, the Times article about it, I mean, it does get into this idea of like, um, how might more conservative Americans be persuaded to get vaccinated? And it goes, it says, one intriguing anecdote in follow, follow, involves the football team at the University of Mississippi, which is entirely vaccinated, even though the state has one of the lowest vaccination rates. Coaches there emphasize the tangible short term costs of getting COVID rather than the more remote chance of death. The players might have to miss a game and the team might have to forfeit it if they tested positive. A related message is duty. Timothy Carney has written in the Washington Examiner. If Carney had refused to get vaccinated, he explained, he would have risked loading more work onto his wife, his colleagues and his partner in teaching Sunday school, as well as forced children to miss school. And then it goes here in the Atlantic. Olga Kazan has argued that fear remains the best motivation based on her interviews with Tucker Carlson viewers who nonetheless have been vaccinated. And Daniel Darling, an evangelical author, has said that one-on-one conversations encouraging conservatives to talk with their doctors will have more success than any top-down campaign. Ready for the turn? Almost no one in this country has a doctor. <laughs> ready to, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Ready for the turn, though? Then again... Darling's message also shows why the vaccination gap exists in the first place. After he wrote an op-ed in USA Today about his decision to get vaccinated, Darling's employer, NRB, an association of Christian broadcasters, fired him. Right. Yeah. What, what can you do? What can you do? So um, moving on to the next uh, sad and embarrassing display, uh, like, Related to the Havana Syndrome Relief Act, the other thing that was just like absolutely just shitting over everyone this week was um, all of the debate over should we continue to fund Israel's fucking Iron Dome uh, self quote unquote self-defense system to the tune of a billion dollars as part of our budget negotiations. And of course, uh, AOC crying over the fact that she voted present instead of no. I mean... Uh, what, a, what a fucking humiliating spectacle this all is because it's like that one billion dollars is on top of all the other money we already give to israel to protect themselves from firecrackers and it's just like we cannot do the barest amount the barest amount to even fill potholes for any american in this country without also being like oh israel israel's worried about the rockets they need the money for the dome They've got to have the dome. And then, I don't know, like, uh, and then what do you make? Uh, I mean, like, like AOC crying over this. It's like, oh, uh, who are you, Jordan Peterson? I mean, fuck <laughs> up. This is, this is politics here. You can't let them, people see you cry. And also, it's just like, wh- why did she vote president anyway? Like, the bill was going to pass regardless. I mean, why I don't not- know why she did it. But the, the, the thing is, though, is that the crying is the politics. Yeah. Like, like yo, I, I, I look at how sad this is making me that I have to do this. Don't you feel bad for me? And then you're not supposed to even think about what it's what the actual issue was. Like, this is the new this is the new crying based uh, political uh, 
strategy for avoiding any real accountability from voters by just making them feel too bad for you to uh, say anything about anything you do. Did you, uh, I mean, like I thought that, but then I saw her amazing statement on this. Did you see? I did. It was baffling. (laughs) So her reasoning for voting president crying is that communities didn't have enough time to be consulted about this. There's that word. That I, I don't know what community. I don't know. Like consulted how? Like who? What the fuck are you talking about? Why even say that? Communities. Her, like yeah, she yeah. So Pelosi goes up to her. She immediately starts bursting into tears. And I have to say, credit to K Hive. AOC equals always on camera. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're right, you're right. But um. Immediately starts crying, votes present. Jamal Bowman votes yes. Taleb, Omar, vote no. Then, like within hours, she's like, I see you. I hear you. If you think I'm a coward, I understand. But <laughs> I what was happened shit. was, I was <laughs> shit. I came, I came to the house four years ago to try to be the best person that I wanted to be. Um, I didn't have, I was told that I wouldn't have time to talk to communities about this. (laughs) That's the main thrust of what I got of her, like, 12-paragraph statement. What in the world are you talking about? What community in America gives a fuck about Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system? Or, like, or even knows about it to begin with? This is, this doesn't even prevent Israel, this, like... Do, do, do people think the Iron Dome goes out of business if we don't pass this? Israel has a GDP of nearly half a trillion dollars. They'd fu- they could sell Molly for one afternoon and fully fund this fucking thing. <laughs> what community are you fucking talking about? Thomas Massey, that psycho, was like, no. Why can't you do that? What the fuck is the point then? Communities. If, if, if it takes that little. Like, okay, uh, I heard, you know, there were rumors that it was like, oh, we'll redistrict you if you... Uh, vote no okay then why vote present what the fuck's going on here yeah the whole thing's very odd but just the fact that like that that, that, that this billion dollar iron dome gift certificate is is part of these negotiations about like uh just simply like infrastructure in america or passing a budget is like what a fucking insult once again what an insult to every actual american every every fucking like every sorry tax-paying citizen of this country like what the fuck they don't need this shit. They can fund it themselves. And then like, oh, like, like this is the negotiating point. Like I said, to, 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 to lower prescription drug prices, even by a fraction, is impossible to do. That's impossible to do. But just giving another billion dollars to Israel is like, oh, that is sacrosanct. Nobody, you can't even vote no against that. No, there, yeah. And it will, I mean, if you vote yes on this, if you crumble like AOC did, then nothing's ever going to be fucking enough for these people. Do you think Israel's a fucking poor country? This is them, they're not asking for a billion dollars for this, which, by the way, does not just encompass the Iron Dome. They're asking for it not because they're out of money, they can't issue bonds, they can't, uh, they can't add a one-time special tax on trilby hats for women. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing it for the same reason that the CIA is going to Congress and asking for money for Morgan Lums, because they want to dab on you. They want to see you on the ground with your nose pressed into the pavement and do the fucking T-pose over you. And what did AOC did? She fucking cried. This was going to pass anyway. There is no real mainstream position in electoral politics that is even... Not even like anti-Zionists, just, you know, let them pay for it themselves. Just one thing is three over three billion dollars a year. Not enough. There's nothing like that. It's just this. It's just uh, sorry. Just like any time you, you want to spend even a dime of like of, of public money on the American public. It's like, no, too much, too much. Oh, everything has to be offset. Oh, we need to means test everything. Oh, I'm just worried about the price tag on this. But, you know, I'll fucking... Just, just a gift, just an Amazon gift certificate for Israel to like continue their uh, unneeded, totally spurious fucking self-defense system that probably doesn't work anyway. And by the way, the people defending it saying it saves Israel and Palestinian lives, really good. I, I really love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if they don't have the dome, then they're going to have to just go into Gaza and, and kill people there. Imagine if they did that. Oh, yeah, they'd feel bad. They'd have to make more movies about how bad it makes them feel. 
And then it's just like people just living in misery. You go to a place like LA or San Francisco, just people living outside. And it seems like every three months, Israel's like, uh, we need uh, $450 million for a rave for veterans. And we're like, okay. Well, there you go. It's uh, a... <laughs> The, the dabbing on us um, will continue until morale improves. I think that's basically what's going on here. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, last thing to talk about today. Uh, this is a fun one. And this is a, uh, I guess, sort of a follow-up on an episode we did years ago. Episode 230, A Colossal Wreck. Matt, do you remember when you and I went to Ozzy Fest? Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> okay. This is about Ozzy Media. This is an this is an insane. I can't even. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go into this. I I need to read this article. This past winter, Goldman Sachs was closing in on a forty million dollar investment in Ozzy, a digital media company founded in 2013, and there seemed to be a lot of reasons to do the deal. Ozzy boasted of a large audience for its general interest website its newsletters, and its videos. And the company had a charismatic chief executive, Carlos Watson, a one-time cable news anchor who had worked at Goldman Sachs early in his career. And crucially, Ozzy said it had a great relationship with YouTube where many of its videos attracted more than a million views. That, that's what the Zoom video conference on February 2nd that Ozzy arranged between the Goldman Sachs Asset Management Division and YouTube was supposed to be about. The scheduled participants included Alex Piper, the head of unscripted programming for YouTube Originals. He was running late and apologized to the Goldman Sachs team, saying he'd had trouble logging on to Zoom, and he suggested that the meeting be moved to a conference call, according to four people who were briefed on the meeting, all of whom spoke on the condition of anonymity to reveal details of a private discussion. Once everyone had made the switch, to an old-fashioned conference call, the guest told bank the bankers what they had been wanting to hear, that Ozzy was a great success on YouTube, racking up significant views and ad dollars, and that Mr. Watson was as good a leader as he seemed to be. As he spoke, however, the man's voice began to sound strange to the Goldman Sachs team, as though it might have been digitally altered, the four people said. After the meeting, someone on the Goldman Sachs side reached out to Mr. Piper, not through the Gmail address that Mr. Watson had provided before the meeting, but through Mr. Piper's assistant at YouTube. That's when things got weird. A, confu <laughs> a confused Mr. Piper told the Goldman Sachs investor that he had never spoken with her before. Someone else, it seemed, had been playing the part of Mr. Piper on the call with Ozzy. When YouTube learned that someone had apparently impersonated one of their executives at a business meeting, its security team started an investigation. The company confirmed to me. The inquiry didn't get far before a name emerged. Within days, Mr. Watson had apologized profusely to Goldman Sachs, saying the voice on the call be belonged to Samir Rao, the co-founder and chief operating officer of Ozzy, according to the four people. In his apology to Goldman Sachs and in an email to me on Friday, Mr. Watson attributed the incident to a mental health crisis and shared what he said were details of Mr. Rao's diagnosis. Samir is a valued colleague and a close friend, Mr. Watson said. I'm proud that we stood by him while he struggled and we're all glad to see him thriving now. I mean... Uh, very convenient that his mental health crisis uh, coincided with defrauding <laughs> Goldman Sachs investors by claiming to have way higher YouTube views than uh, Ozzy has any business claiming. Yeah, a lot of their views, a lot of their uh, videos have like zero views, not not even low numbers, like none. And yeah, like uh, and so they, <laughs> he had a mental crisis, a mental health crisis that led him to impersonate a YouTube executive and just flatly commit fraud <laughs> to a slate of Goldman Sachs investors about yeah, yeah, our oh yeah, our Carlos Watson digital one-on-one -on -one interviews, yeah, they have millions of views on YouTube. Also, Does it's like he like did it himself. Uh, he, yeah. he just went rogue with it. Nobody and else knew. This Carlos was not aware. This doesn't sound like a mental health. I mean, it is mental, but it sounds really more like a, I don't know, uh, 
a business crisis because they have are trying to uh, continue the, this ridiculous house of cards based on totally fraudulent YouTube views to get $40 million from Goldman Sachs because they're... <laughs> I read another article about like uh, Carlos Watson was like trying to hire people by telling them that they're like, what is Ozzy? And he just says, it's like, it's the Uber of media. And they're like, <laughs> what does that mean? Means and you lose just, $50 billion. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just here in the, uh, the Times article about this. It says, Ozzy was born in 2013 as a Gen X dream of what millennial media ought to be. Earnest, policy-focused, inclusive, slickly sans serif. Other ventures of the same area, era, Mike and Fusion, projected similar images. By the way, where are Mike and Fusion now? <laughs> Mike and Fusion never had the bright idea to pretend to be someone else on a conference call. On the, on the road to a comeback. <laughs> I think 2022 is going to be the year of Mike. I think everyone's going to be sharing Mike articles. Yeah, I, but this is just a perfect example of how now all of our wellness, uh, all of uh, language, all of our new understanding of, of uh, and sensitivity towards mental health issues is just going to be weaponized by the biggest psychos on earth. These guys got caught just dying to do massive fraud. And it's like, I'm sorry, our uh, CFO has imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then nobody investigated this. Like nobody called the SEC or anything. We're like massive, obvious fraud. Because the guy, because the guy, because on his, the word of Ozzy, this guy was having like a little, a breakdown and they're like, good enough for us. I think, well, I think this will be fully like an institutional process in a few years. Like, I feel like now we're making fun of it, but in 10 years, the thing you do, if you have a tech company that like loses $700 million a day is you go to the federal reserve and you're like, I have BPD yeah, and they give you a 0% interest rate loan of like $70 billion because it's like, how are we going to keep this thing running? This thing can never stop. We can never start. We can never stop any component. So like, that's the only thing. The only thing we can do is just like zero interest rate loans for people suffering from uh, unreality issues. It says here, uh, the site generated some buzz and Mr. Watson said it had the traffic to match. In a 2019 news release, the company said it had 50 million monthly unique users. <laughs> now, now I don't know. I mean, if Goldman Sachs, had they reached out to Matt and I, we could have just told them there's no way that's true based on no. what we saw at Aussie Fest. Yeah. I mean, there the is no way 50 million unique users are fucking logging in to hear Alex Rodriguez's thoughts on sports entrepreneurship. Yeah. It also says, in 2017, BuzzFeed News reported that Ozzy had been among the publishers buying web traffic from, quote, low-quality sources, companies using systems that caused articles to pop up under a reader's browser without the reader's knowledge. Ozzy said it had been buying the traffic to build its email lists and had not billed advertisers for those views. I mean, like, yeah, they were doing... <laughs> they were buying the traffic that you get at the bottom of other news articles that they're like... It's like the, a picture of some weird like plant that's like gushing. That looks like a gusher, and they're like, "This weird thing cures cancer." Yeah, everything is th Theranos. Every single media company, every tech company, it, it's all. Everyone is Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Here's my favorite part of it, though. It says. Even as it has struggled to build a digital audience, however, Ozzy has had success offline with events including Ozzy Fest, a semi-regular festival of comedy, music, and talk. Wait, comedy? Hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. I need a citation on that. It was pretty funny when Hillary came out dressed in a fucking flowing caftan like Marlon Brando and Island of Dr. Moreau, but I don't think it was a lot of intentional humor. Uh, it says here... Um, yeah, a semi-regular festival of comedy, music, and talks, which earned rave reviews from podcasters Matt Christman and Will Menninger, <laughs> who said of Ozzy Fest, quote, it's a horrible place to do LSD. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, I do consider that one of Ozzy Fest's main accomplishments in that they almost caused Matt to leave the country <laughs> and start a suicide cult. It says... 
Ozzy has closed a series of production deals of the kind that other new media companies crave. Those include Third Rail with Ozzy, a PBS discussion series in 2017 hosted by Mr. Watson, and Defining Moments, a 2020 interview series on Hulu. This is the exact same show, <laughs> but on Hulu, <laughs> that has profiled, check this out, the musician John Legend, the investor Mark Cuban, and the actress Jamila Jamil. <laughs> Who the fuck is why? I'm sorry. Like, no insult to John Legend. I mean, maybe. He's done some great hooks on some songs I like. Who the fuck is watching a John Legend interview? <laughs> if you walked in on a family member watching a John Legend interview, that's the same as if they started giving their possessions away. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's something you do before you kill yourself. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What quote? What's an interesting question you could ask John Legend? What was it like voting in the midterms? <laughs> Who fucking gives a shit? Jamila Jamil might be kind of interesting if you're like, how many diseases have you had? That would be. I would like to <laughs> yeah. hear her talk about her Havana syndrome. That'd be interesting. Yeah. No, she's Congress should give her money. Yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, the end of the article, though. I mean, it, it does follow up on the legal ramifications of this. It says here, Goldman Sachs took no further action after the call with the Aussie executive, who had apparently impersonated the YouTube executive. I mean, because they know, what does they that know? Tell you, you have to keep this. Yeah, you, gotta, you yeah. have to keep this shit moving. This is like, I would say, uh, conservative estimate: ninety eight percent of companies in America are this. 98% like, mo mo like, most companies are like a, a a company that like provides like emergency financing for like when you buy a Casper mattress and they make $11,000 every seven years and they employ like 7,000 people and somehow it will like it will cause the panic of 1893 if they go out of business. That's like every company left in that and weapons manufacturers. Those are like the two fucking things we have and the worst movies of all time. Uh, yes. Gold Goldman Sachs has determined that 98% of all tech company CEOs are actually three small children standing on each other's shoulders in a large <laughs> yeah. trench coat. Yeah. I mean, like, this is why no one should have gone to jail for PPP loans. Like, this is just, I mean, this is, this is the type of shit we do. It's there was that YouTube, there's this YouTuber guy who's like done scams before that he's gone from prison and he's, he's like going to get locked up for doing $30 million in PPP loans. And it's like, th there's no difference. Yeah. Listen to this though. It says he had more subscribers than Ozzy. <laughs> Listen to this though. It says not only are golden sacks, not taking any further action on this. It says, uh, the security team at Google, which owns YouTube determined a crime may have been committed. Google has alerted the Federal Bureau of Investigation to people with knowledge of the matter said. Goldman Sachs then received an inquiry from federal law enforcement officials, one person with knowledge of that inquiry said. Mr. Watson said on Friday that Ozzy had not been contacted by investigators. Mr. Piper declined through a YouTube official to comment. So, and the FBI's San Francisco field office said in an email that it would not confirm or deny the existence of an investigation. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure they're looking into this, but like, don't hold your breath that yeah. like, anyone's going to go to jail over yeah, this. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. They're going to go to Goldman Sachs. The uh, worst case scenario, they pay a fine that accounts to like one day of business at the San Francisco trading desk. And then they'll like go to whatever flat top, went to their office and be like, hey, you dumb Mormon fuck. Do you want like more money than you've ever seen in your life in 10 years? Listen to this. The president of the Ford Foundation, Mr. Walker, said in an email that he had confidence in Ozzy. We need new media companies to challenge the status quo, shake things up, and go deep on the issues that matter most, he said. I mean, yeah, like that's like, what did, what did John Legend have for lunch today? Things like that. He said, I feel, <laughs> I feel bad for Doug Walker here. Like the nostalgia critic, Doug Walker, could have been a millionaire. Like he did, like he was doing Aussie type metrics in like 2013 or whatever. He could have like in this era of the economy, he just had to wait like five more years and been like, I need $7 billion. I, I just think it's got to come down to the fact that the Carlos Watson has been to the right adrenochrome parties because yes. the chairman of Aussie is like the fucking co-owner of the Bucks. A lot of the money for Aussie initially came from uh, Bill, uh, Steve Jobs's ex-wife. He knows where the bodies are buried, literally. Yeah, I, yeah. If you can get Hillary Clinton to come to your stupid bullshit, yeah. nothing's really going to happen to you. That's why, like, it makes me sad. Like, I love, you know my favorite guy of all time, Aubrey McClendon. Yes. 
That's the last billionaire in America that will kill himself. Yeah, yeah. There's no more like, consequences. It's just not it's not priced in. Wrong place, wrong time. Robert McClendon, for people who don't know, he was a natural gas guy who was a big, big funder behind the like Swift Boat Veterans for Truth in 2004 thing, like big Republican donor. He got they were looking into his company, Chesapeake Energy, because of like embezzling and like using company funds to do all this shit. And the company was having financial troubles. And I was some people think this is an accident. I think he killed himself by driving his Ferrari into a brick wall at 110, 20 miles an yep. hour, which is awesome. Baller. The coolest way anyone's ever killed themselves, like respect. But that's never like that's never nothing bad will ever happen to these people again. No. So like if you get to where Aubrey McClendon does, you're not going to kill yourself. You're never going to be in that situation ever. Uh, just to close out the article here, uh, the, the Mr. Walker of the Ford Foundation, not the nostalgia critic, says in an increasingly diverse world, it's no coincidence that a company with co-founders of black and Indian descent would be so successful. I mean, it's not successful. The company is not successful. It, like every metric that you could accurately judge these by is um, uh, terrible. It, it, this country is it is no different than Mike and Fusion. But like they they are they can listen to this last paragraph. Said, and Ozzy did not allow the episode to curb its fundraising efforts. In April, two months after Goldman Sachs walked away, the company raised another round of financing. Two people familiar with the transaction said it's like. I think like, it's what you said. Everything is Theranos now. And I think rather than Elizabeth Holmes, the Elizabeth Holmes is of the future will not be prosecuted. Yeah. It's the people that point out that like their technology is, doesn't work or is fraudulent. Those are the people that are end, end up getting FBI investigations. Yeah. Or they, get, or they get, or they get sued into indigency for violating an NDA or whatever. Anybody pointing out the emperor's clothes aren't there is going to get fucking smacked just so that we can keep pushing this shit through the tube. It's just like so, it is clear from this article that like anyone who looks at it should be able to tell that like all of their metrics are complete bullshit. That there is no way they have anything close close to a millions of views on YouTube or like millions of unique subscribers or any of that shit. But it's just they, like, oh, no, they're like, nope, next round of investing secured. That's locked. They up. fail the mom's friend test. That's the most important thing for liberal media. If your mom's friend says sends you something from some <laughs> bullshit company, like you know that people are reading it. My mom's friend has never sent me something from Ozzy ever in my life. But no, those are the those are the two takeaways. If you want healthcare, you need to join the CIA or like start a company like this. Uh, there was, there were in in my neighborhood, uh, there were some billboards for uh, Carlos Watson's YouTube show, which is part of the Ozzy platform, uh, and it's the big the big quote was. Uh, the internet's most diverse talk show. <laughs> I think I think Keemstar should. That do. cannot be true. Drama that alert. cannot be true. I, I, I should. I think I took a picture at some point, but yeah, it was just Carlos Watson and it just said the uh, the most yeah like the most diverse talk show. I, I remember it distinctly saying that. <laughs> diverse. You guys like line. diversity, don't you? You fucking pigs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, our advice to listeners is. To drink um, 13 Bud Heavies, depending on your weight, uh, take like some Adderall that's been in like a drawer at your mom's house for seven years and write down 10 ideas. Idea number nine, when you run out of ideas, make an LLC. <laughs> that's no. And like your company will never fucking make money. It will never turn a profit ever. But you will be the most important thing, which is part of the economy. Well, there we go. I'm looking forward to Aussie Fest 2022. I'll be on ketamine this time. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I think I'm going to go to the booth where uh, Dennis Ross is interviewing Chris Tucker. <laughs> I'm going to pour up a double cup. All right. Well, I think that uh, just about wraps it up for today. But before we go out, I'm throwing it to producer Chris for a patented Chapo plug. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is actually a great transition because uh, unlike uh, fake made up, uh, not real YouTube views, uh, I'm making one of my twice yearly pitches for real, organic, fan driven YouTube views. Uh, 
and asking you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Chapo Trap House. We are at 92,500 subscribers right now. We only need 7,500 more to get to that golden number of 100,000 subscribers, and I can finally get that fucking silver play button plaque that I have been lusting after since I started the channel about three years ago. And $40 million from Goldman Sachs. Yes, and then we will be pitching the whole project to Goldman Sachs to get $40 million to actually make uh the internet's most diverse talk show (laughs) that we will have uh both a square-headed german and a uh, jew from chicago on it uh uh, let's see um we've got uh, i've been trying to ramp up the type of content there we have some great uh, monthly best ofs that we've been putting up uh that just basically have the best clips uh best bits from each month uh we've got matt's kush vlogs i try to get those up there very uh, in a very timely manner we've got clips we've got full episodes and every once in a while a fun little animation from a classic chapo bit i'm going to be putting up a new one tonight that is a wonderful amazingly well done animation of uh one of the moments from our classic cpac ep that is just a delight to watch so uh do it just go over there hit the subscribe button do it give chris his plaque uh youtube.com slash chapo trap house i'm very much hoping this is the last time i ever have to ask about this on the show because we are almost there and i want the trophy for christmas man wants a damn plaque yes for Uh, nothing in this life I'm, i'm gonna do a quick plug as well um Available now in the Chapo merchandise section is the incredibly gifted and brilliant comic book artist, Simon Roy. His two Chapo-based posters that are based on Chapo and the film Stalker and the novels Dune uh, are available to buy. They are incredible, uh, incredible artwork uh, if you add to your Chapo collection. And um, uh, it will go to pay the uh, artists as well. So, uh, look, look for look for those Simon Roy's Dune and Stalker Chapo posters. Check them out. Buy them. And also, just not to tease too much, but uh, we will be having another merch drop soon. And I, I hope it's not giving away too much, but we will finally have the Zabata oil hats for sale coming up soon. So keep your eyes out for that. I'm sure we'll announce those. Will be uh, yeah. online in time to buy for your weirdest loved one for Christmas. Let's go. Yeah, no, everyone's been bothering me about the Zapata hats. Uh, now we have your answer. Um, if you are still confused, you should DM <laughs> me. All right, that's all, all I right, got. All right, gang. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.